There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's WCN-TV program. This is Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Today, our friend Yusama Dakdak will be our guest on the show. As many of you know, Yusama is an expert on the topic of Islam, and I'm sure we're going to be learning a lot today. You know, during the years Obama was in the White House, we saw Islamic terrorism on a daily basis around the world and even here in the U.S., it seems the religion of peace had free reign around the world to commit atrocious acts of terrorism. But since that time, we haven't heard much about it. And so you may be wondering, why is Islam even relevant today? Why are we even dealing with this topic? But we're going to get into that. Um, people wonder, has the, has, the, has the jihad been declared over? Is the terrorism just gone away? Not hardly. Just two weeks ago, two sisters who had dual Pakistani and Spanish citizenship were killed by their husbands, uncle, and brother in an honor The sisters were tricked into returning to Pakistan so that they could complete their divorces from their husbands, who were also their cousins. But when they arrived in Pakistan, they were strangled and shot in what Muslims call an honor killing. Countless women are in the world by family members in Islamic countries every year. And although we're only a week into the month of June, here are a few more stories that you may not heard about, may not have heard about because um, they don't fit the mainstream news media agenda. During this past week in France, a Muslim quoted the Quran while raping his victim. A survivor of a Muslim rape gang in the UK has said that her rapist would, require, would quote the Quran to her and believe their actions to be justified by Islam. During this latest rape in France, which which took place June 2nd, Muslim migrants raped a girl and videotaped the rape while praising Allah. In India this week, a Muslim repeatedly raped a woman he was holding captive. The victim who survived said, he told me that according to Islam, he's allowed to rape an unbeliever. He said that by raping me, he is drawing closer to God. He said that raping me is his prayer to God. Also in India this week, a Muslim kidnapped and raped a 14-year-old Hindu girl and forced her to read the Quran and Islamic prayers. In Pakistan, a Christian woman was kidnapped and raped and also survived. She said, he demanded I marry him and convert to Islam. I refused. I'm not willing to deny Jesus. And he said that if I would not agree, he'd kill me. And in Israel, another Jewish holiday, another Arab attack on Jewish visitors to the Temple Mount. This time it was the religious holiday of Shabbat on June 5th, exactly a week after Jerusalem Day, May 29th, when Arabs threw rocks and Molotov cocktails from inside Al-Aqsa Mosque at Jewish, Jewish pilgrims. Yesterday, uh, Muslims murdered at least 18 people and burned down houses in a village in Congo. Also yesterday, a Muslim cleric in India stated that if anyone speaks even a word against my prophet, their tongues will be cut out. Two days ago in Nigeria, more than 50 people were killed in a Muslim attack on a Catholic church. And also on June 5th, over 11,000 former members of Islamic Jihad groups 
took exams to join the National Police Force in the Philippines. And also this past week, a man who argued with a Muslim cleric was burned to death by a Muslim mob for blasphemy. So that's why it's relevant. Those things just happened all in the last week, but yet we're not hearing about it. So Islam is still at work. It's just that we're not hearing the news like we used to. And with that, I'm going to bring in our guest for today's show to enlighten us as to what's behind the motives of this religion of peace. Usama, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brother Brock. Uh, good to be with you and all our wonderful viewer. Greetings to you in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. As I hear you talk, Brother, uh, took uh, my mind took me to Quran chapter 47 and verse 35, where Allah said, uh, do not so do not be weak and do not call for peace when you have the upper hand and Allah is with you and will not leave from you uh, your works in, in simple words brother Rob when the Muslims are weak when the Muslims uh, are not in the position to do what they are ought to do like say we have a strong president in America they know if you do these things they're going to be consequenced from the greatest uh, countries, the greatest power above them, United States of America. And, and, and that's where you see Muslims are peaceful, not by the meaning peaceful, that they are in hudna. Hudna means you wait until the right time come and you start fighting again. Uh, but if the Muslim has upper hand, if you don't have America, if you don't have a strong country, which is known to be the United States of America, then Muslims would do what they are commanded to do. Now, you talk about some rape cases, you have to understand, here is the truth about the rape case in England. We got the video to show it, but in the future, because I don't know even how to send the video to you. Maybe when I come in your studio, we can uh, do a program, we can show some of these evidence. Now, in that video, 2%, I'm not talking about 20%, 2% of the Muslims who live in England, they are responsible, by the way, from they are from uh, Bangladesh and Pakistan. They're Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Muslim, 2% by the court cases. By the court number, we count one, two, fifty, three hundred, three thousand. They are responsible of eighty-four percent of the child rape of, uh, of the little children in England. So, for eighty-four percent of the children in England who were raped, they were raped by two percent of the Muslim, uh, Pakistani, and Bangladeshi. This is not a made-up story. Majid Nawaz, who is a Muslim man in England, went on TV, local TV there. National Look TV, and he told the world about that. When, when, when the ACLU heard about that, they actually put him in the, uh, what do you call the black list or the Islamophobe list, uh, the, the list which I've been in for what? A good 16 years, I believe. 15, 16 years I've been on that list. I was number 17. Now the list got so big. But he sued them because obviously they did not know the man is a Muslim. He sued them and he made 3.2, 3.3 million dollars and they wrote him a letter of apology, which anybody can go read it. Majid Nawaz in England. So the rape to the non-Muslim, it is the practice of the teaching of the Quran. We can say that. So where is the evidence? Look for the word, look for the word, which, which is not, by the way, the topic of today. Whatever your right hand possessed. In Islam, if I can put my hand on a female who is not a Muslim, uh, say a Christian, a Jew, an atheist, an agnostic, uh, either worship or whatever. If I can put my hand on it and she is in my possession, I can have her by my hand, I have the right to rape her. As a matter of fact, Quran chapter 24 tells a Muslim believer, and by the way, there are plenty of verses talk about that. But in Quran 4 24, uh, Allah, uh, uh, Quran chapter 24, Allah said to the Muslim believer, do not force your young female, these are the slaves or the concubines, to become prostitutes if they choose not to. But if they choose to, uh, 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 if they do not, I mean, if they, if they want to do it, don't force them. But if they allow, if they want it, you can do it. But if you force them, Allah is forgiven, merciful. Which means in Islam, a Muslim man, according to the teaching of Quran, chapter 24, Surah An-Nur, he can take a bunch of girls, Christian Jews, whatever, he calls them concubine, uh, what your right hand possess, slaves, uh, the infidels, daughters, and he opened a house of prostitution. And literally, he run prostitution by them and make a living out of them. Why? Because we are not human. Christian girls, Jewish girl is like slaves. It's like a second-hand citizen. We, they owe you, they can do whatever they do, and Allah is forgiven, merciful. That's concerning rape. 
uh, as a killing, an honor killing, boy oh boy. We can talk about that for hours, but also this is not the topic for tonight. But that is the Quran. The Quran teach Muslims that uh, the blood of the Muslim cannot be shed. Quran chapter 3, I believe, one verse uh, 157. Uh, Quran chapter, uh, it's, it's written in Quran in two different locations, two different places. But the, you cannot kill the Muslim soul. Do not kill the soul which Allah forbid, except for a just cause. And what is the just cause? That is, if a Muslim commit murder, if a Muslim commit adultery, if a Muslim apostate, leaving Islam is actually punishable by death. Now, what is honor killing? Honor killing, if you dishonor the family, if you dishonor the uh, the religion of Islam, uh, say, do anything, say anything to uh, blaspheme Allah, blaspheme Muhammad, blaspheme Islam. Uh, a lady does not want to wear the hijab, she want to, uh, you know, whatever, anything you dishonor your family, the punishment. The punishment for such crime is death and it can be carried by a father or a grandfather a mother a brother's uncle cousin muslim people in the mosque and if you go to the sharia court islamic court uh, you will say yes i killed my daughter yes i killed my granddaughter why because she will not wear the hijab yes because she became a christian yes because she have a boyfriend or, he, or she will not wear the hijab whatever and the, literally at that setting at the court the his honorable the big imam the big sheikh will say thank you so much for doing the work of Allah and Allah bless you goodbye you're free that is how Islam teach about honor killing or using abusing the females uh, or even the boys of the uh, of the infidels they can have our children as slaves as long as they're young enough uh, not to understand what's happening sadly this will not be practiced unless when we have a weak west when is when the west is weak Muslims have the upper hand you will see more and more of that crime. And by the way, this is happening every day, every hour. And I'm thankful, Brother Rob, that you bring that to your people because big media will never talk about that. If it will make Islam or Allah or Muhammad look bad, 100% you're not going to hear about it. The opposite is true. If it make Islam look good, oh, they can sing it and they can dance with it. So, Well, you know, I had to kind of dig for these stories and I had probably a dozen of them here that I gave you. I don't, I didn't, I didn't count them, but... Yeah. Um, just in the last week. So um, it's not uncommon, is it? Islam, the religion of peace, uh, it's a, it, uh, Islam, the religion of peace online, you will find this hour by hour. The actually, if you go to Islam, the religion of peace, you'll be surprised, you'll be shocked. It's the updated as we go. Something happened here, something, and it's a, it's a big world. But obviously, uh, the media in the West, and uh, because of political correctness, we don't want to do that. How, if you do that, you're going to wake up the American people. If you wake up the American people, that means less and less Muslims will come from the Middle East to America. And we don't want that. The liberals want to load this country with Muslims. Sadly, they're going to run, as I said, I maybe said this to you before, they're going to run as Republican and Democrat, and they're going to win both sides, and they're going to take over America from the East and from the West. We got now uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, Dr. Oz, Mohammed Oz from Pennsylvania. He is going to represent the uh, Republican Party and most likely he's going to win. And that is the worst thing ever happened when we as the Republican Conservative Party will allow Muslims to run for office because then it would be unfixable. Yep, yep. Okay, so let's get into the topic that you had in mind today. Sure. Uh, what I, was just, I was just trying to bring up some current events to make... Uh, let people know that you know this is relevant so sure brother sure brother what i would like to talk about today and for whatever time we have left and uh, it is i'm comparing muhammad to christ as i read in your email that's why we advertise it uh, we compare muhammad to christ and we have to say that up front we have no right and nobody have any right to compare our lord and our savior jesus christ god almighty who came in the flesh to anybody i will not compare my lord to paul peter john anybody why? Because God Almighty cannot be compared by falling human. But for the sake of argument, to educate our Christian friends about Muhammad or about Muhammad, we're going to do a little bit study today to compare Muhammad and Christ concerning performing miracles. Concerning performing miracles. Uh, we have to understand that the Quran is very clear that Muhammad performed no miracles. But we know from the scripture that Jesus perform many miracles i mean even the quran talk about jesus healing the liberals and open the blind eye and raising the dead and and informing the people of uh, what they hide in their homes so he is a knower of the unseen there are plenty of miracles in the quran which only belong to allah because allah to in for the muslim is god 
like when he say raising the dead, that is one of the attributes of Allah in the Quran, al-muhi. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus, uh, 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 he, uh, he, uh, he can tell the future, alam al-ghiyub. Alam al-ghiyub knows the future. Only Allah, alam al-ghiyub, only Allah knows the future. But the Quran teaches that. Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, performed great miracles, belong, uh, fall into the attributes of Allah in the Quran, which make Jesus Allah according to the Quran. But the Quran declared to us that Muhammad performed no miracle. And I got a few verses to read. If we can go with our producer to the green verses, let me uh, share with you a few verses. For example, can we make it big? I cannot see it. Can you see it, Brother Rob? Here we go. Good. Okay, good. We're getting now, there. Allah said, and those who do not know said, were it not that would that Allah would speak to us or a sign come to us? Likewise, said those who were before them, like they're saying, their heart uh, uh, became like became a uh, became alike. We indeed have shown the sign clearly to people who are uh, uh, certain. What are we talking about here? The people Muhammad days, they want any evidence. They want any proof that Muhammad's a prophet so they can believe in it. So see, if, if just Allah was, if Allah was sent a sign, a miracle on him, but then Allah said, you know what? People before them asked the same question and people before them did not believe. So what is the point? The only miracle Muhammad brought to this world, as Muslims claim, it is the miracle of the Quran. That book, the book I hold them in hand. Because they got this book. Muhammad got this book. Now Muslims believe that is a miracle. Let me share another verse for you here. Quran chapter 2 verse 145. And even though you uh, bring to the people, we have received the book with every sign. They will not follow your direction. Imagine it. Allah said to Muhammad, even if you bring Lots of miracles that people of the book, like the Christians, the Jews, will not believe in you. That's why Allah did not send any miracle or uh, 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 allow Muhammad to perform any sign. Let's look at the next one, Quran chapter 6 and verse 37. And they said, were it not that a sign had been sent down on him from his Lord? Say, surely Allah is able to send down a sign, but most of them do not know. Allah can perform miracles, but he did not. All what the people in Muhammad days want Muhammad to perform a miracle. Do something great so we can believe that you're a prophet. I mean, can you imagine with me everything Muhammad put in the book, the Quran is incorrect, incorrect. Literally, all the story which he copies from the Bible, the story uh, he wrote from other books, they're all wrong. Not one story in the entire book of the Quran is accurate. So, but people say, well, if he if he can just perform one miracle, we will believe in him. But guess what? Allah said, no, because even if you bring all the miracles, the people of the book, the Jews and the Christian will not believe. And what's amazing, Allah in the Quran lied. And he said, he sent miracles before, but people did not believe. But when you read the Quran, contradiction is in the writing of the Quran. Because as you read the Quran, you see that Allah told us in the Quran, that Moses performed miracles. And because Moses performed miracles, people believe. Allah told in the Quran that Jesus, Isa, son of Mary, performed miracles. And because he performed miracles, people believe. Why can't Allah do the same with Muhammad? If Allah revealed to Muhammad as he revealed to the other prophets, why can't Allah support the message of Muhammad, the message of Islam, with few miracles here and there? But as you go to the Quran 6 134, surely uh, what uh, you are uh, what you are promised will come to you and you cannot escape i don't know that's the rest of the verse brother uh that's the rest of the verse so maybe one here one one anyway many verses around the quran were muhammad uh, allah said you're not gonna perform miracle that's the end of it and they're not they're not gonna believe even if you, if you perform miracle but brother rob what's so amazing 1400 years later that's the last few years, 20, 30 years. Oh, Muslim made Muhammad the performer of great miracle. For example, he literally split the moon to two halves. The moon, the moon. 
his plate was to have. Why? Because there's a verse in the Quran said, one shakal kamar. Then at the sa'a, one shakal. The hour is near and the moon is split. But the verse does not say Muhammad break the moon to two pieces or split the moon to two pieces. As a matter of fact, that was a poetry written uh, by one of the poets before Muhammad who died before Muhammad claimed to be a prophet. So he copied a poetry, a piece of a uh, couple sentences from that poet, put it in the Quran, and then 1400 years later, Muslim today tells, oh, Muhammad performed miracle. What? He split the moon. Are you kidding me? He split the moon? If he split the moon, why Allah did not send the Quran? You ask for a miracle? Here it is. Muhammad split the moon. And what is the purpose of a person to perform a miracle when no one see it? I mean, when we read about Jesus in the Bible performing miracle, he, did he do it in secret? Did anybody know anything about it? Have anybody witnessed it? Have anybody benefited from it? Of course. Or the miracle was would be without any point. So uh, these are some of the verses in the Quran we receive uh, that Muhammad did not perform any miracle. And Muslim can claim whatever they wish. Yes, uh, one time they were thirsty and Muhammad spread his finger like that and water came out of his finger and hundreds of people and horses and camels drink water from his fingers. Says who? The Muslim in the 21st century? Do you, do you really think that we are that? Uh, 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 do, are we that dude? Are we that stupid to believe whatever you say about Muhammad? Allah in the Quran said he did not send signs. He did not allow Muhammad to perform any miracle. And his miracle is the Quran, which is an empty box. So uh, we're not going to read any more of these green verses. Let's look at the uh, yellow verses. The yellow verses from the Quran as well. Now, uh, I got some verses here where uh, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about all miracles. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk about the healing of the blind. The healing of the blind. Uh, amazingly, Brother Rob, when you read the Quran, you find that Allah assured us that the blind is not like the one who sees. If you are blind, it's not like the one who, see, uh, who sees. Quran chapter 6, verse 50. For example, uh, in the last portion of Quran chapter 6, verse 50, Allah said, and people can go back and read the entire verses, but for the sake of time, we're just going to get to the point. Allah said in Quran 650, say, are the blind and the sighted equal? Question mark. No, they're not. The one who can see is not like, like the one who's blind. Uh, I'll give you another verse, like uh, Quran chapter uh, 11 and verse 24. 11 uh, verse 24 and by the way the, these are the repeated verses of the quran which you can read 10 of them have the same message uh 11 24 allah said here man you got it on your uh is this my quran Who, whose quran is it yeah I, I i can read it for you if you want if you it, don't mind. It's not the King James version that I'm used to, but I'll no, try. no, no. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's read my translation if you don't mind. It's a little bit better than that. That's not my translation. Okay. The likeness of the two groups uh, is as the blind and the deaf and the sighted and the and the hearing are they equal alike? Do you not remember? So Allah's mentioned here a bunch of people, those who can see, those who cannot see, those who can hear, who do not hear, they're not alike. Uh, amazingly, let me give you uh, one verse, uh, which is Quran. I'm going to jump to Quran chapter 17, verse 72. Quran 17, 72, to be shocked about the justice of Allah in his creation. The justice of Allah in his creation. Quran chapter 17, and verse 72, Allah said, and whoever was blind in this, so he will be blind in the hereafter and will be more astray from the way. Imagine with me, Lord Rob, Allah is telling us in Quran chapter 17, verse 72, if you are born blind in this world, you will be blind in the eternity. You will be, literally, you live forever blind. And you will even more astray, you'll be more lost in eternity. And when you study the doctrine of Islam, according also to the teaching of Muhammad in the Hadith and the word of Allah in the Quran, that if Allah knew that there is any good in you to see, he, was, he would have made you to see. But because he knows there is no good in you, he made you blind to spend the eternity in hell in the end blind. 
What a great evidence of the mercy and the justice of Allah in this world, which, by the way, does not fit with the biblical teaching. Because if we read in the Bible, a story goes in the opposite direction of the teaching of Muhammad concerning blindness, then you have to say, whoa, something is wrong in the Quran, something is wrong in Islam. Because in the Bible, as we're going to see, one of the great miracles Jesus performed, he healed a person. He was born blind. And the scripture will tell us why he did that as we will uh, look at these verses. But uh, that is comparing, uh, concerning Muhammad. He never performed miracles. He did not uh, do anything uh, uh, good for the people of his days, except he just recites the Quran. But uh, I want to read to us Quran chapter 80. Quran chapter 80, because I believe here we see a uh, meeting between Muhammad and a blind man. Muhammad with a blind man. Quran chapter 80 is called Surah Abasa. Surah Abasa. And listen to this. He frowned. You have it there, brother? Yeah. Here we go. You can read this, brother Rob, if you don't mind. Keep me, uh, give me some energy here. Okay. He frowned and turned away when the blind man came to him. Wait, 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 just a minute. Who is he here? That's Muhammad. What he did? He frowned. He got mad. He got angry. He turned away. He just walked away. When the blind came to him, go ahead, read the next verse. And what do you know? Perhaps he will be purified or he will be reminded. So the reminder will profit him. Allah is telling Muhammad, as Allah is rebuking Muhammad, why did he do that? Maybe this blind man who you turn away from, who you got angry with, maybe he will be purified. Maybe he will be benefited from, from talking with. And, and the brother Rob, when you read the interpretation of Muslim scholar like Al-Tabari or Ibn Kasir or Al-Qurtubi or Jala, anyone, all, all Muslim because they will tell you that Muhammad was busy speaking with some of the important people of his days among those who were either worshippers and the mushrikeen of, of Quraysh, important people, and they gave you their names. And while he's talking with these people, that blind man came to Muhammad. And what this man was, was desiring to gain out of Muhammad is the meaning of some verses of the Quran. That is what Muslim scholars are telling us. Now, how do I know that they are telling the truth? You, you really think in Muhammad days, a blind man really so interested in the verses of the Quran and he want to know about the verses of the Quran? Are you kidding me? And, and the scholars will tell you that Allah rebuked Muhammad because he did not give any attention to that blind man because he was busy with the rich, famous, important people among the idol worshippers. And, and Muslims will say, if there is a verse in the Quran, the Prophet Muhammad wished to remove from the Quran, it will be these verses because it make him look bad. And you know what I believe, Brother Rob? I believe the reason that blind man went to Muhammad just use my use your imagination. He heard about another prophet by the name Jesus. And that prophet Jesus has the greatest gift of healing people of many sicknesses. I mean, this he actually raised the dead. And that blind man went to Muhammad thinking and believing, after all, he's hearing all the people in his community there. Oh, Muhammad, the prophet of Allah. Oh, Muhammad, the messenger of Allah. Oh, Muhammad, the greatest prophet. Oh, Muhammad, the greatest messenger. Oh, Muhammad is the best of humanity. Oh, Muhammad, oh, Muhammad. So he said, wait a minute. If Jesus was able to heal the blind man in his days, why can't Muhammad heal me? I will go to Muhammad and I ask him to heal me. Oh, messenger of Allah. Oh, prophet of Allah. Oh, great Muhammad, would you please heal me? And obviously, Muhammad got angry and got mad because he knows he cannot heal him and he turned away from him. Not because he was busy talking to the rich, famous one of Quraysh, it's because Muhammad had empty hands. He's there. He has nothing to offer the blind man. I'm not talking about gold or silver, I'm talking about healing. But to tell me that that blind man went to Muhammad because he want to know the meaning or the interpretation of one verse for heaven's sake. None of them cited one in Muhammad is care about learning any truth about the verse of the Quran. The blind man would do it. This is just my personal opinion or my personal interpretation. Of course, nobody's well, going to believe me because that's not what Muslim scholars say. Go ahead, brother. Usama, let me throw a monkey wrench in your in your sure. program here and just sure. ask a question a little bit off topic. Um, so what is the attraction? Um, we have a lot of people, a lot of young people especially, um turning to islam these days what is the attraction that they find in islam 
or in the Quran. Yeah. That that um it, it's, it's some of them walk away from Christianity for. But brother, I can open my phone right now and I put on the screen, but I will not do that for the safety of these people who are foolish Americans becoming Muslims who know nothing about Islam, who most likely will spend the next 10, 20 years know nothing about Islam. When they find out what's in Islam, they will leave Islam. Roughly five years or seven years after Americans become Muslims, they leave Islam. But some of them take them 10 years, 20 years because they never care about learning about Islam. While American free people set themselves to be slaves to Allah and Muhammad and Islam, becoming Muslim, there are thousands and thousands of Muslims in the Muslim world. I have on my phone. I'm talking about Muslim in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about Muslim in Pakistan and Afghanistan. I'm talking about Muslim in Sudan and Egypt. Muslim in many places all over uh, Czechoslovakia. And, and I literally, I have talked to people just today. These are, these are the Muslims who know Islam. Some of them are scholars of Islam. Some of them speak Arabic better than I will ever speak Arabic. Some of them were imams. Some of them actually mufti. Like the Pope of the Catholic Church, we have the mufti of Egypt. Right now we have a mufti of Egypt. His wife and his daughter are escaping for their life in Germany because they became a Christian. So while true Muslim believers who know the Islam very well becoming a Christian, full American, foolish American are becoming Muslim without knowing anything about Islam. Uh, most of it, a young lady who fell in love with a Muhammad or a, a young American who fell in love with a Muslim lady and they tell him or she tell him and he tell her, I'm sorry, I cannot marry unless he says a Shahada. Just say the Shahada so make my mama happy. And the American will see the Shahada not realizing that they're entering into a wicked cult. Sadly, many of them cannot come out of it because when you get children, you get stuck with your husband. Unless you want to lose your children, you lose everything. Then maybe you can, and many of the I know right now I'm working with some people who have children overseas. I'm sorry, they have children here in America, far away different country, who are marrying Muslim overseas. They go to Egypt, they go to Morocco, they go to the ladies go there to bring their husband to America. They marry in these countries, and then guess what? Three, four years later, the husband became an American, and the story, uh, the romantic love story, is over. So. That is to answer your question. There is a loss of deception, a loss of lies, and sadly, uh, most of our American people do not know it. And by the time they know Islam, it's like five years. If you are a married woman, what are you going to do? You're going to leave your husband? Of course not. It's hard. So uh, I asked you before the program, Brother Rob, if you have a Bible, uh, or maybe actually our producer have Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 42, verses 6 and 7, and, uh, and then we're going to look at another passage. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 42, Verses six and seven. Go ahead, Brother Rob, if you don't mind. Can you read for us? Um, do we have it up there? Is that it? Yes. Yes. What? Which? Uh, which verses did you want? The two verses on the screen right oh, now. Yes. Okay. All right. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand. I will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. To open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Amen. So this is a prophecy written by Jehovah. Jehovah prophesied in the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 6 and 7. And we have to understand, this was written literally 700 years before Christ, our Lord and our Savior, came in the flesh. What Jesus would do, he would set the prisoners free. He will send the people from the darkness to the light. He will open the eyes of the blind. Let's see what Jesus read to the Jewish people in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Go ahead, Brother Rob, if you don't mind. The word of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised. I believe in the life of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, there were over 300 prophecies, and they were all fulfilled. Here's one, Isaiah, talk about Jesus. When he comes, he will open the blind eyes. He will heal the blind eyes. And boy, oh boy, we got plenty of miracles where Jesus healed the blind eyes. And uh, I know uh, that not all the miracle our Lord and our Savior Jesus performed is written, but we got plenty of it is written. Uh, we got a list here, Brother uh, Rob, and I don't know if you can uh, have the excitement to read. I'd love to make you 
read. You know, the first verse Muhammad received from Allah was read. <laughs> so here we go. Rob, read. When uh, Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows about it. And when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. So they Amen. did not listen, did they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. So here we go. Jesus healed the eyes of two blind. And, uh, and he was traveling. And obviously, in Jesus' days, if you know the culture setting in these days, when you are blind or a man who lost his sight or you have uh, you cannot walk or your hand is withered you cannot move your hand what do you do you sit on the road entry of the cities so when people come to the city and people raise their hand and say lila lila like as we say in arabic give to allah or give to god whatever the people depend what they believe in what god they worship and then people feel sorry as he gives them money now here's two people were blind and they heard about Jesus and they cry out to him, have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus, son of David. Hmm. He healed both of their eyes. By the way, we're going to see another miracle. Jesus healed two other people's eyes. As also is coming in and out of Jericho, wherever cities he was traveling. You have to understand now that the ministry of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, was three years and a half. Okay? It's three and whatever. Say, say it's three and a half. The ministry of the claimed prophet of Islam, Muhammad, was 23 years. Imagine with me, Brother Rob, 23 years Muhammad performed zero miracles. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share with you uh, in the Quran, not only Muhammad did not perform miracles concerning healings of blind, he actually blinded those who used able to see. According to Quran chapter 5, and verse 33, let me say it in case I forget. Quran chapter 5 and verse 33, uh, there were six people are called the Aranin who went to Muhammad. I don't have this verse, brother, in, this, in the list. So they went to Muhammad and they asked him uh, to, uh, you know, heal them. So he sends them outside the city to drink camel urine mixed with camel milk. And somehow they said they were healed. And then they make up so many stories about why muhammad punished them some of them they said they were believers who disbelieved they left islam some they say they were christian who left islam they became muslim left islam some they say they actually killed the shepherd of muhammad and stole his camels so many stories but to make the long story short muhammad brought these six people who were sick and they were healed by drinking his camel urine and he literally got hot iron and he punched punch in their eyes and he blinded them he caused their hand and their leg from the opposite side, and then he left them at the entry of the city of Medina, and there they died. What a merciful prophet. What a great prophet. He did not heal the blind eye, but he blinded the seeing eyes. He did not hear, heal the withered hand, but he cut off the good hand. He did not hear the, the lame who could not walk. No, he cut the legs of the people who were able to walk before he blessed them with his sword. This is Muhammad. This is Islam. That's not our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We saw here, he healed these two blind men and he brought healing to uh, their eyes. Now, another uh, miracle we read in uh, in uh, the second one in Mark, chapter 8, uh, verse 22. Brother Rob, if you don't mind, can you read that one more miracle for us? Then he came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and uh, begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Notice when Jesus performed miracles in the Bible, it was not like a magician to bring a crowd of people and make himself famous and everybody loved Jesus to do miracles. No, 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 no. Jesus was not a magician to make some uh, miraculous things. 
Every yeah, time, he wasn't on. He wasn't on stage, and they weren't passing the plate with ATMs in the back of the room, were they? Exactly, exactly. Like we see today, most uh, comedy who claim to be uh, gifted by the gift of healing. But anyway, Jesus healed that blind man. He does not want to tell anybody. Sadly, in many cases, he, people talk. They cannot help it. You know, when you are blind and you see, you have to tell. But Jesus was not doing that for any benefit except to fulfill the prophecy which was written in the book of isaiah 700 years isaiah chapter 42 verse 6 and 7 as we read earlier well let's move on to another miracle of healing uh, by the way jesus performed seven miracles of healing blind eyes and that one will come from uh, the book of matthew chapter 12 and beginning from uh, verse let's say 22 then one was brought to him who is demon-possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind and mute man could both uh, spoke and see. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Why? Because you know from the scripture, the prophecy was said that they will, the son of David, whom, by the way, the Lord Jesus uh, used at one time to end this uh, stupid argument he had with the Pharisees about who is jesus so they so he just asked him and literally every time the pharisees and sadducees and the priests were going to talk which is one of those going there to get wisdom or get knowledge or get blessing from no they're trying to catch him with a mistake so jesus told him one time oh, well, who's who's jesus oh he's the son of david oh really are you sure about that yes of course he's the son of david and why david says the lord said to my lord yes he's the son of david according to the flesh but he's the Lord of David because he is God Almighty who's come in the flesh. And by the way, if you look at the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Matthew, in the book of Luke, you find two separate genealogy. And I love how Muslims say, oh, here we go. Contradictions about no, you're ignorant. Because these are two sons of David, Solomon and Nathaniel, two different sons. One is as people thought that he is the son of Joseph, who? Jesus Christ. That is Luke chapter 3. But in reality, Jesus is not the son of David, uh, the son of Joseph. Jesus was not the son of Joseph. Joseph was adopted that. But, but Jesus is the son of the Virgin Mary. And that is what we read in the book of Matthew, the genealogy for our Lord in the book of Matthew. So when we say son of David, we're talking about the Lord of David. We're talking about God Almighty who will come in the flesh. Obviously, he already came in the flesh as we see the fulfillment in the uh, gospel, the passage of the New Testament, which were written a good two thousand years ago so here we go we see what a blind and the deaf the one cannot talk and guess what when jesus healed he started talking he starts seeing that's another miracle how did jesus do that oh jesus is god almighty he made the eyes he made i love it when he made the uh, the mud and he put on the eyes well where is the eyes was made off to start with it was made out of mud where adam was made out it was mud so the God who made Adam from mud can make Adam's eyes or the sons of Adam's eyes out of mud. But Jesus uh, touched him and healed his body. Quickly, for the sake of time, let's move on to uh, Luke chapter 18. Uh, start from verse 35. Go ahead, brother. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, you want me to keep going? Okay. Yes, please. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And Amen. immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Amen. So once again, uh, the miracle brought praises to, the, to God. It supported the teaching of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. It was not just empty talk because talk is cheap. It's easy for Jesus to make up all the claims, but if he cannot prove his talk with action. Uh, remember one time Jesus told the, the, the man who could not walk, your sin is forgiven. Said, Whoa, how can you do that? Only God can forgive sin. He said, what is easy? 
to tell him your sins forgiven or tell him stand up carry your bed and go and guess what to know that the son of man has the power to forgive sin stand up carry your bed and go and he healed the man so talk cheap action is is real uh, is real where you see the value of who you're talking to muhammad was talk he never performed one miracle 23 years he know how to cut people hands and legs from out of the side he know how to blind people he know how to kill people but jesus was he knows to do what to heal people jesus know how to raise the dead that is different i can kill anybody as a matter of fact any person with a gun can kill anybody or a knife can kill anybody. with a car you can kill anybody but how many people can raise death to life our lord and our savior jesus christ did why because he proved his teaching and his message in by these miracles and god received the glory so here we go we're going to skip the next one which is uh, uh number five let's move on to number six because some christian theologian will tell you uh five and four are the same uh, person one we know his name to be bertimaeus the other one we don't know his name so let's go to uh matthew chapter 20 uh beginning from verse 29 Actually, you know what? I thought we have one before that one. Do we have one before that one? Uh, yes. Let's go to uh, no. Let's get Matthew chapter ten, verse uh, forty-six to fifty-two. Okay, you mean Mark? Oh, Mark. I apologize. Mark, Mark ten. Yes. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bart, the son of Timaeus sat by the road begging, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Not that Jesus never forced himself on people. Even when people are crying for him, son of David, what do you want me to do for you? Emmanuel means that blind man who won't see Muhammad. Muhammad did not say, what can I help you with? What do you want from me? No, 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 no. He frowned it and turned away. What a great prophet of mercy. No, that's not our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He healed the man's eyes and he said to him, your face healed you. And by the way, as we continue to read the scripture, many of the people whom the Lord performed miracle with or for, they follow Jesus. They follow Jesus. This is the normal. When you're touched, when you're healed, you can't help but to follow uh, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, uh, Matthew 20, uh, these are two other blind men, Matthew 20 and verse 29. Okay, I think you got to scroll down there, Jonathan. Maybe it's down a little bit more. Here to Matthew 20, that's right, yeah. Oh, right there, okay. Now as they went out to Jericho, a great multitude followed him, and behold, two, bl two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. Immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. I love it when people try to make these baby, uh, uh, sick who are begging for the mercy of our Lord to be quiet. You know, don't serve the master. And they, they didn't stop. Is this how we uh, looking for God's touch, for God's mercy for god's anointed on us do we just say oh lord heal more or we are sincere in begging him have mercy on us have mercy on us you know the more we are sincere of seeking god's uh, miracles touching our life that's how it happened it's not just he said when as you like you know eh, oh well if it happened it happened if it did not maybe that's his one no 
He wants us to sincerely reach out to him with all our heart, to love him with all our mind and with all our soul, and beg him, and he will answer our prayer. It does not require lots of faith, but it requires sincere request. Not like, well, if you feel like heal me. No, sincerely seeking him, and you will find him. Amen? Let's move on to the next one, and I believe that is uh, the one uh, which is the most beautiful one, which goes against the teaching of Islam. Because in the Quran, you were born blind because Allah knows that there is no nothing good in you. And if he would make you to see, still you nothing be good in you. That's why Allah chose to make you blind. Notice, in Islam, Allah chose for everyone to be what he's going to be. We have no choice. We have no freedom. If Allah wants you to be born wicked, you'll be wicked. If Allah wants you to be born righteous, you're going to be born righteous, even though there is no righteous, not even one. If Allah wants you to be happy, you'll be happy. If Allah wants you to be miserable, you'll be miserable. Whatever Allah desires for you, it's all ordained when you are a babe inside your mother's womb, 120 days. As a matter of fact, it's not a baby. According to the teaching of Islam, at the stage of madha, that is a small piece of flesh inside the mother's womb, that's 120 days old, which does not make any sense. Science say 120 days baby inside the mother's womb is a full babe, heart, and hands and legs and head and everything you see it we know it but according to muhammad just a piece of feet a piece of meat and on that day 120 days that's when allah sent his angels inside the mother womb with a piece of paper and a pen and he will write oh allah will he be a boy or a girl oh girl okay girl will she be happy or miserable 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 will be and everything will happen to the life of that piece of meat will be written in the scroll the scroll will be rolled and i'll get that nobody's gonna add to it and when that baby is made at the 120 days old allah made head hands eyes after 120 days old, then the spirit the spirit will be put into that piece of uh, flesh who became a baby now by the angel and now it is a living creature but that living creature from that day on have no choice of anything will happen to him or her so they're blind because Allah chose for them to be blind. Why? Allah in the Quran said because Allah knows if they have eye and they see, they will still not be good. So let's see now the opposite message in the teaching of our Lord in the book of John chapter 9. And I know it's a long chapter, so we're going to read as fast as we can. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus, Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Notice here, brother, brother, uh, uh, brother, bro. No sin, Islam, you are born because of sin, and who caused you to sin? But Allah. Allah chose for the people to sin, and Allah punished them with their sin. In the Bible, the man did not sin, his parents did not sin. So, Obviously, they are not perfect. They have sins or not. But the reason for the blindness of that boy who was born blind is not because of sin, but because God will glorify himself in him, because God is going to show miraculous work in him. Okay? Keep going. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he'd said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seen. Watch again here. Watch here. The same Jesus who made the eyes of Adam, he made the eyes of that boy. He was born, that man who was born blind. He's a grown up man now. With what? With mud. Spit on the earth, make clay and put in his eyes, and he became a seer. That shows that it's it's about creation. It's not just about performing miracle. Go ahead, brother. Okay, therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, it's not, is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little blind. Is it? <laughs> not okay. this, he, he who sat and begged. Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. And then they said to him, Where is he? And he said, I do not know. Imagine with me. Jesus did not make a, 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 a big deal by the way, my name is Jesus the Christ, and, uh, and, and I'm going to be doing this. And no, 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 no. It was done just quietly. 
he healed him and now he's he, now people saying oh he, he looked like him no no that's him well he hears the conversation he said no it's me it was i who was blind and now i see how this happened he told them what happened now let's see the reaction of the pharisees in verse 13. i gotta scroll down there jonathan You didn't. You didn't give us verse thirteen. I didn't Osama. give you verse thirteen. You didn't give it to us. I, I will tell you what happened in my own word for the sake of time. Okay. Now the Pharisees did not like that because what happened? Jesus healed that man in the Sabbath. Wow! What a mistake! Why in the world Jesus will do good deed on the Sabbath? Can he do some other day? That is exactly what the Pharisee was about. Well, they brought the man in and they asked him. He said yes. Well, they brought his parents in. And he asked, is this your son? Yes, our son. Oh, he was blind. Yes, he was blind. But now he said, yes, he can see what happened. They don't want to talk quiet because they're afraid they're going to kick them out of the synagogue. So they just kept themselves quiet. We don't want to get trouble. Bring it back again. They brought the man back again. Uh, were you blind? Yes. Now you see, yes. Who did this? Jesus. Well, Jesus is a sinful guy. No, he's not a sinful guy. Yes, he's a sinful guy. Well, how can he be a sinful guy? Who did good? How can God answer a sinful man to perform that great miracle on me? But, and they go back and forth. He said, is he sinful or not? I do not know, but I know one thing, which is what? I was blind, but now I see. Are you going to teach us, you piece of whatever? They spoke to him roughly, used garbage language, I guess, and they threw him out. Then Jesus met with him. And Jesus said to him, here is the, the beauty of this. Um, that is in verse. Did you got the brother? Hey, we got the Bible in front of you, brother uh, Rob. Why are you telling me you don't have the Bible, man? Here it is. Let's go to verse uh, 35. Let's read the last portion. It's 35 and down. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Jesus said to him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that hath talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Amen. Jesus so that's good, brother. I appreciate you okay. that. So not only yep. Jesus declared to us in that passage that he is the Son of God, but Jesus, the Son of God, accepted the worship of that man who was born blind and now he can see. Now, I know how Muslim always say, show me one verse in the Bible where Jesus said he's the son of God. There's not one verse of oh, plenty, trust me. Plenty, Old Testament, New Testament. Here we go. Who is the son of God? He said, I am who's speaking to you. And he said, I believe, Lord. And he worshiped him. Jesus did not say, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, excuse me. I'm just a messenger. I'm just a prophet. I'm just a good man. Don't worship me. Worship God. No, Jesus accepted his worship. Jesus could not be a, a bad man, and he heals a blind man who was born blind. Jesus could not be a good teacher and accepted the worship of the man whom he healed because that's contradiction. Our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, is God Almighty who came in the flesh, and he was able to perform great miracles. And believe it or not, today, we can perform greater miracle than that which Jesus performed in Jesus' name. Sadly, Muhammad did not perform any miracles, and no Muslim can perform any miracle in Muhammad's name. He is an empty box. Our Lord is the truth. Muhammad is not. Jesus is greater than anybody else. He is God Almighty who came in the flesh. Well, we're down to one minute here, Usama. Uh, before we go, I, I just want to thank you for uh, bringing this. Um um these examples it, to us because it's yeah. uh it's definitely two diametrically opposed um faith systems uh Amen. one thing that i want to mention and this is something that we got into earlier about the the islamic culture um in 1991 there was a movie out called uh, not without my daughter it starred yeah. uh, sally fields it's a true story by the way true story and yeah. um the daughter who i think was i don't know four or five years old at the, probably five years old at the time uh her name was matab and we actually uh interviewed her um probably five six years ago mm. this i would recommend this movie to you if you want to see what the islamic culture is all about it's called not without my daughter 
and uh, it was released in 1991. So that's going to do it for us for today. If you want to find out more on USAMA, go to thestraightway.org, T-H-E, straightway.org, and that's got all USAMA's information. Um, Dr. Mike's going to be with you in the next couple of weeks, and then on June 28th, I will be back with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North and Rusty Thomas. Um, it's going to be a good show. So thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. God bless. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.